Well, it's one bad, 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 coming down that bad house of decline. It's a house of decline. And what you're going to want to do is head on over to patreon.com slash house of decline. That's H-A-U-S of decline. For as little as $3 a month, you get 30 extra comics. For $5 a month, you get 30 extra comics and 4 extra podcasts. And there's so many tiers. We got more tiers than our, our two-tiered healthcare system. Because there's only two tiers in that. We got like five. You know, so if you know, you're worried about falling beneath the cracks, if don't. Because we got so many tiers to cover you. Even at the lowest tiers, you've got universal comics, you know. There used to be private comics industry, but these are universal comics. Universal comic care, we call it. And, you know, you can get that as little for as $3 a month because, you know, it's shared amongst a large group of people. So it's more efficient. This makes sense. This makes sense. Patreon.com slash House of Decline. Go there right now. And we're going to start off the episode. If We have Steven here, of course, as always. Uh, hi, I just wanted to add that on the Patreon, we have so many tiers. We have more tiers than tiers for fears. They, they had a lot of tiers. And they had a they had many tiers. They had yeah, four. Actually, yeah. four of they had four tiers and the tiers for fears. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Because they had four fears as well, you know. Uh, their fears were, of course, you know, people wanting to rule the world. Shouting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm not going to yeah. name all the it, fears it, of tiers it, for fears. Said world turning into a mad world. Yeah. And then um, having a pale shelter. And those were the four fears of Tears for Fears. We have a very special guest on our show today. We have yeah. Jay. Hey, guys. Jay, you're back. I, 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 Obama promised me that if I liked my comics, I could keep my comics, though. <laughs> yeah, you're on, the co- you're on Comic Cobra. Yeah. Actually, it, all, I, it also reminds me, when I first moved to Montreal, I was at a bar, and there was a band that was called Squirrel Jam. And they were all dressed as giant squirrels, and they just did parody songs where they changed the word of one word in a song to squirrel. So they did "It's a Mad Squirrel," yeah. uh, material yeah, so squirrel, material squirrel. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, so. I really feel like they have a lot of potential with a Tears for Fears squirrel-based cover band. I, has any novelty band really ascended past its uh, roots? Like, uh, I guess Guar is the only example, but they're not really a novelty band because they're not like based on one joke there are just like bands that are one joke like that uh black sabbath mcdonald's cover band called mac sabbath or that uh ned flanders metal band oh killy do killy yeah or the pizza underground the pizza underground which had legs because uh, of course it's superstar frontman in macaulay culkin yeah i went to the after party of that concert oh did you meet mac did you meet mac no it didn't meet mac Oh, no. But I went with a friend of the pod, Jeremy. Good old Jeremy. Wow. You mean famous journalist? Famous journalist, friend of the pod, Jeremy. Yeah. He's he's consistently sued journalist. Yeah. (laughs) He's popping off. He's being quote tweeted by like famous people and his Twitter is blowing up. Go check him out. Check out Big Shiny Takes podcast. Big shiny takes and what's uh, his substack called? The apple orchard, the appell orchard, the, the appell orchard. orchard. Yeah. yeah, it is a delicious pun. Yeah, no, he's a he's a really smart guy, and uh, you should check him check him out. He's getting the, the right people mad at him. High school, like high the school. food professor, <laughs> the food professor. Yeah. I, so this might this might be very specific to Canada. It is very specific to Canada, 
But we got we got a few food concerns in Canada. One of them is Loblaws, owned by the Weston family. I think they're the second richest next to the Thompsons mm-hmm. in Canada. The the second biggest billionaires all of this food empire. And, and prices have been skyrocketing. Eggs, chicken, forget about it. You're going for like $30 an egg uh, now. Well, see, I think I know your problem. See, in America, what we do is we use child laborers. Um, mm-hmm. And we don't have to pay them very much. Oh yeah, they, that story came out of all the child laborers that are being used at egg, in the in the egg professions, and like how Ben and Jerry's uses child the, laborers as well. It's in the food Not industry. Ben like and Jerry. Cheerios are being packaged by child laborers. Uh, Whole Foods, like uh, food, a lot of food from Whole Foods is being packaged by child laborers. All of these different giant food companies. Story just came out in the Times. So it's uh, like migrant child laborers. Um, so Canada probably doesn't do that, and so you probably have a lot of expensive labor costs that you could be. No, oh, no, making... we do that. There, you should oh. you should look up Leamington, Ontario, if you want our version of. Yeah, uh, you should look weird. at our temporary foreign worker program. It's fantastic. Yeah, Is there's that, a document uh, a documentary called El Contrato, where if you want to feel bad about uh, Latino people being abused in, in uh, but in Canada, yes, in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, and isn't like. You know, I'm convinced that Pete Buttigieg is still involved in this somehow. No, 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 no because, yeah, because wasn't he like part of the like bread scandal in Canada? He was part of the uh, allegedly as part of McKinsey. He was part of the bread price fixing scandal. Yeah, so he's scandal. he's he's like all up in Loblaws. He's like fu- sucking Galen Weston's dick behind uh, his husband's back. Yeah, then he's feeling ashamed about it, and he's going wrong, wrong. You're wrong. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw that Buttigieg documentary, but there's some very funny moments in it where it's like, when I had to settle, uh, when I had to come to grips with being gay, I hated myself. I wanted to kill the gay man in me. I wanted to murder the gay. He keeps going like very strange, violent uh, self-hatred rants about himself. Um, But anyway, Galen Weston... Uh, they have this weird propagandist who works at, at Dalhousie or something, some professor called the food professor. And the f- <laughs> the food professor keeps saying, actually, this is why shoplifting overpriced stuff is bad. You know, he says a lot of uh, uh, academically endorsed propagandistic stuff in favor of the Western monopoly. And uh, so Jeremy has been dun- quote tweet dunking on him and, and getting some pretty good dunks on him, too. I think to the point where he got threatened, uh, uh, with, threatened with legal action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The food professor threatened to sue him. Yeah. I think by maybe using some, you know, uh, law professors or something. Some, mm-hmm. some yeah, those famous of... Dalhousie law professors. You're getting, yeah. we're getting the cream of the crop. And yeah. don't, to, to be a lawyer in Canada, don't you have to wear like a wig or something? Yeah, you have. Well, you don't have to wear. You have to wear uh, a robe with yeah, uh, you have a to wear fancy a little robes. ascot. Yes. Uh, and our Supreme Court uh, looks like Mrs. Claus. All of them dress like not Santa Claus, but Mrs. Claus. Mm-hmm. Yes. I was looking up Mrs. Claus. It's a fascinating history. <laughs> what, what, what were you looking up about Mrs. Claus? The, the history, when was she invented, or, you know... It was like, was Santa a bachelor up until, like, I don't know, it seems pretty gay. He's hanging around a bunch of little dudes in the North. You know, what's he doing up there? I mean, yeah. A lot of well, people think Santa Claus is basically invented by the Coca-Cola company. Mm-hmm. So they probably did, like, a focus group, and they were like, Santa's coming off too gay. We gotta... <laughs> we need a Mrs. Claus. When, so. when, Pete, when Santa's drinking from that classic glass coke bottle with 
with moisture dripping down the bottle and he's just putting it on his lips, you know, and he's his mm-hmm. big red puffy lips, you know. People think it's a cock. So we <laughs> we need we need Santa's gash, okay? Sorry. Well, I mean, I remember I was re- it was this was years ago. It's like a, a David Sedaris book. I think it's called Me Talk Pretty One Day where he has a whole chapter where he just goes through different Santa Claus stories throughout like the history of the world. And I think mm-hmm. it's the Dutch one where Santa Claus comes and, and I think the most the funniest part about the story is that it's he comes with six to eight black men, but yeah, it's, it's, ne- it's all to Pete. Yeah, but it's always six to eight. It's never like seven. It's not like definitively six. The story is always six to eight black men. They can never decide how many black men come. Well, with depending Santa. on upon availability, you know, so. it's true. Labor costs. Uh, sick, yeah. Sick, and then apparently they uh, sickness, you know. Yeah, they like stick you in a sack and beat you if you're bad instead of giving you coal. And if you're only a little bit bad, then they just pretend to beat you. Hmm. Uh, that's we need to go back to children's literature that's like this. Children's literature is getting too, you know, it's all Steven Universe now. We need to go back to Roald Dahl. We need colonial overtones. Return strong. to Oz, baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, Return to Oz is great. Uh but that's another thing that happened recently is Roald Dahl's getting censored, which is very bizarre um, because, you know, it's obviously just another way to wring more money out of recognizable IP. But it has the strange effect of whitewashing the past. Right. Which is why everyone's up in arms about it. You should you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't whitewash the past by taking out all the racist references and Roald Dahl. Who are you being Hagrid? I'm be, yeah, I'm being I'm being canceled giant canceled wizard giant Hagrid. Oh, now. dang, even Hagrid's can Didn't he get he like he got canceled when he died too, didn't he? It? It Wait, like, Robbie oh, Coltrane? Dead. Yeah. Robbie Coltrane got canceled? I feel like he got I heard people saying he got canceled. I'm like, when? I don't know. Who know? Hey, who can keep track of these things now? But uh well, you know, I mean, you don't was think a I giant bet. groomer. I bet there's <laughs> I bet there's some people who can keep track. Wait, Ro- so Robbie Coltrane canceled. We uh, we missed this one on, on our that. on our Robbie Coltrane watch. You know, we, <laughs> we, I can't we believe whole, it. We're such big Robbie Coltrane. I love Nuns on the Run. That's like my favorite Robbie movie. Coltrane episode. You know, <laughs> yeah, it got. You know, he's my favorite Coltrane. <laughs> I was gonna uh, say it's my third favorite Coltrane. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Now, Alice Coltrane, John Coltrane. Forget about it. Robbie Coltrane. No, okay? yeah, he's uh, he's canceled. He's canceled. Oh no! Oh no! Right? Oh no! What did he do? Um. Like I think he supported J.K. Rowling. Oh, okay, that's uh, yeah, whatever. The yeah, Luna Lovegood also support the actor that played Luna Lovegood. She's I don't like trans people. I think that I don't like them. You know, in in the presumably she talks that way as well in yeah. her real voice. Um, yeah, because she definitely name, didn't talk that way in the movie. So yeah, her name is Ivana Lynch, which is <laughs> which is like. A Simpsons crank call, <laughs> something like that. Ivana Lynch, yeah, sure looks like you do. Most uh, tavern here. I, anybody got Ivana Lynch? Ivana Lynch here. Mm-hmm. And then they would cancel Mo for being racist. You're, you're canceled, Mo. See, we I'm could be right. for Amanda, hug and kiss. <laughs> and that they would praise Mo now. They yes. would say, they would say, "Thank God you're gay, Mo." Thank you God know. for pansexual Mo Sislak. Yeah. <laughs> He's pansexual. Are you saying he's a homo? Uh, uh, now we're getting to the bulk of the episode. Where uh, so so 
I, I'm like, I don't have sex. I'm virtually a, a, asexual. You know, I don't like shit. I don't like going outside. Steven's married and also hetero, like a fucking asshole. Like some sort yeah, of fucking breeder. asshole. Literal <sighs> breeder. You're breeding people. You guys yeah. are just jealous. You, your your breeding was not produced by, by Steve Albini. You know, how do you justify it? Is there atmosphere? Are you seriously bringing up Steve Albini right now? I'm, I'm referencing the Breeders Pod. One of my Steve favorite Albini albums. came out and said he thinks Steely Dan sucks. Oh, you that's are, fine. You know, no, it's Steve Albini. It's not fine. You guys have spent a lot of time arguing that Steely Dan is the greatest band of all time. So yeah. I really think you need to take a hard tack on seriously, that, Alex. I, Alex. No, who cares? It's music. It everyone has. It's the dumbest thing on earth. Ooh, play a little notes and you feel okay, a little but sad. Steve Albini is a guy that band aspiring bands send their records to and are like, Mr. Albini, please, please master my record. You're like the god of all music. I respect everything you do. So his his opinion has weight. Mm-hmm. But lots wrong. of people don't like Steely Dan. I don't think he's wrong. You can I don't not... know one other person who doesn't like Steely Dan. In famously in the movie. Knocked up, Seth Rogen says, Steely Dan gurgles my balls. Which was, you know, a big knock. Big knock back on the Steely Dan community. Yeah. Well, well, and that goes back to kind of where we started, which is that I'm really the only person on the pod right now who, like, regularly gargles balls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, so there was an experience you had recently. Uh, we're going to start off with the one I've heard before. But then you, you, you've you been saving a story for uh, because you want it was so bizarre apparently you just needed to get it out in a public forum yeah i've also got a lot of i feel like i've gotten all the purchase out of that story that i could in my like private life i've taken mm -hmm. told everyone so i'm like all right it's time to you know put it up and write a new stand-up special do a mm -hmm. whole new hour for the next time your whole and new gay sex hour just yeah. so yeah. everyone knows names have been changed to protect the innocent or guilty it's yes. not up to me it's up to me. It's up to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't. We don't. We don't I know these, the execution these guys' <laughs> names. Um, <clears throat> so the first one, you met a guy online, and you went to his house. This was in. Uh, this was in Toronto recently, yeah. and it was an interesting experience because he was a Disney adult. Yeah, like a rampant Disney adult, and he didn't really like. I don't know. I mean, for the people who don't use, you know, who use other dating apps but haven't used Grinder, Grinder is really, uh, you know, you swipe, you have to match with other people on other apps. Like you have to agree that you want to talk to each other. Grinder is just everyone near you, and they can just send you as much Wang as they want whenever they want. And so this guy was didn't open with Wang, which is nice. Uh, but he was like, oh, have you seen this show? And I say, no, I don't have Disney Plus. I don't watch it. I have seen, I haven't seen WandaVision. I haven't seen Loki. I haven't seen Obi-Wan. I haven't seen Andor. I haven't seen any of it. So that's, you know, again, you're trying to figure out what people are into. I wasn't into it. Mm -hmm. I walk into this guy's apartment. And the first thing he starts doing is explaining to me, uh, the order I need to watch all these shows in because it's not the <laughs> chronology of the show. Yeah. There's actually, it's the canon of the shows. Mm -hmm. And like, this was not, this was not a date. Like this was supposed to be like a blow and go. Like if he told me to get there, he's like, when you walk in the door, pull down your zipper and I'm going to start sucking you off at the door. Instead, he started talking about Andor. <laughs> <laughs> Amy Sedaris is so good. In Andor, oh my god. Bill Burr, I didn't... Oh, wait, she, she's not even in Andor. She's in Mandalorian. She's in Mandalorian. I'm sure he saw that, too. Yeah. 
uh, yeah. And he's just like, and, and he keeps like putting, and I'm like, you know, I get closer. I like try to initiate sex stuff. And he's just like, Oh, did you see Obi-Wan? Obi-Wan was really good, but you have to watch Obi-Wan before Andor, but on the fifth episode, <laughs> you have to switch back because that and I'm like, why, why is this happening to me? I just wanted some casual sex. And now I'm finding out everything. About, I'm like, I am convinced this guy's penis was sponsored by Disney plus. Uh, he could have at least, you know, been more entertaining about it. He could have been doing like the Obi-Wan voice. And while you're sucking him off, he goes, you cannot win Anakin. I have the higher ground. You know? Yeah. I mean, he had a big old peener. Like he could have like used it as a lightsaber or something like yeah, that. Creative. Yeah. Do, do some. Yeah. But you know, it's Andor. So it's about how that's actually, you know, there, there's fascism behind the lightsaber penis. I guess so. But I mean, listen, like, I'm not like, I, I'm, you know, I don't want to king shane anybody. If he need, like, I could have made like various Star Wars noises while he went down on me if that's what he needed. Like, I had to get him there. But like, you know, that's great, kid. Don't get cocky. You know, it, it writes itself. You know, you, <laughs> you don't even have to, you don't even have to put any effort in it. Growl like Chewbacca as you're getting sucked off. Go, that's the new no. Hummer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Bear. that would be a great thing. Have bears ever ever done like Chewbacca night where, you know, I, they're all Wookiees. They're all pretending to be Wookiees. That would hmm. be great. I think you should pitch that. Can you guys explain what this whole cocaine bear thing is about? <laughs> okay, I know a lot about cocaine bear. What's going on? I don't know. It's a, it's a movie that is it's it's in the snakes of the play is snakes on a plane or dude. Where's my car genre of movies where the entire title is the movie. The the, hmm. the title is the entire movie, and the title is funnier than the movie could ever possibly be. I is had it no about idea. An actual bear or like a gay bear? Yeah, no, it's not a. It's not a gay bear. It's about a real bear. It's a, based on a true story where a bunch of cocaine was dropped in the woods, and then a bear snuffed it, and then went on a rampage. Oh, yeah. I thought it was more like a like a bear, like a, a man. No, it, it wasn't. It it wasn't a Seth Rogen type. Yeah, it because was, this it, Disney gay I was talking about could definitely be described as a cocaine bear, because I am very <laughs> convinced he was doing cocaine before I got there. That's so funny to do. I mean, that's kind of sweet. And then to do Andor. What if, do you think <laughs> he was... get obsessed with Andor. Star Wars is so like much better on cocaine! Nervous or something? He's nervous? It might have been, because, but, like, there's... I Listen, I am no stranger to people having cocaine energy, uh, and also it took him so long to answer the door, and then he just started, like, <laughs> Talking nonstop about Ant Andor is really good and Obi Wan, and I was like, okay, maybe have a drink first instead of several lines of cocaine. Mm. But you know what? Listen, that, I don't want to disparage cocaine bears. There are all there are some people who are perfectly good cocaine bears. Yeah, Bruce Valanche, Weekend I'm sure. Warriors. Yeah, they don't do it Bruce all the time. Bruce Valanche, that as that is a punchline is like '90s shock jock level. That's very a very good reference, Alex. Can you explain to all of our listeners under twenty five who Bruce Valanche Bruce is? Uh, he's, he's a, he was a flamboyant gay man that was popular in the nineties. He had long hair. He was heavy set, big beard, and uh, big hipster glasses. And he frequently wrote for uh, the Oscars and like big award shows. He was a joke writer, and he and was he always wear... at Hollywood Squares with yes. Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, he was and the center Gilbert square. Gottfried. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, because, you know, in the center square, you had to have, like, a gay man. You had to have Paul Lind. Paul Lind, who everyone oh, knows. because Paul Lind. You're right. Yeah, because everyone knows about Paul Lind, whether they know it or not, because Roger from American Dad is just Paul Lind. Yeah. Uh, Actually, it's really strange. I think I mentioned this to you before, Alex, but, like, 
I don't know if it's like just my own like association, but I feel like every time I watch porn now, and I watch a lot of amateur porn, I like the you know verisimilitude of it. Yeah. But every porno I watch now now has American Dad. Like I can hear the vocals. Like that's <laughs> what they're putting on in the background, so the people don't know they're recording porn in the hotel rooms that they're doing it in. And it's always American Dad. It's a very popular show. And I haven't show. watched that show in years, but now like anytime I see a commercial for it, I have like this weird like association where now I just get hard. Good morning, USA. I was distracting. Like I was listening past it while I was jerking off. I'm like, no, listen to the grunts. Don't listen to the theme song. And now the theme song is like, ooh, it's doing it. Yeah, you I'm getting all flush. I'm getting all flush. It's like George Costanza. Good morning, wood. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and you know Rogers sort of like he's gay, so that's fine. I mean, he's just kind of a big penis, isn't he? Yeah, that's true. Imagine taking taking all of Roger from American Dad and your asshole. Well, I mean, I haven't bought him since August 2019, so that's uh, not gonna happen. And that was the last time I bought. I, I remember so specifically that that was I. It was the I remember the time. I remember the place. And it's it like True per- Detective season three, where it's like Steve McQueen died. I remember it was a full moon then. <laughs> <laughs> um, August nineteenth, August nineteenth, twenty nineteen. Why do you remember that date with superior identical recall? Because it was Pride, and it was a person. It was a person I knew from Toronto who was in Montreal, and he wanted to crash at my place. And it's fine. Like I've known him, for- and then and we have never had sex before. I've known him for years, and then he decides. I don't know. He puts it. You know, we have sex. It's the worst sex I've had in my life. Like, and I've had some terrible sex, but he basically just kind of like shoves it in for us three times, comes and then passes out and then doesn't wake up till 3 p.m. the next day. <laughs> and I was like, dude, you you could have just slept on my couch. You didn't have to give me the worst sex of my life in exchange. Like I could have just this is a terrible deal. Yeah, you really can't get the old P-spot orgasm with just three pumps there. That's not uh no, and I was also like, it was one of the, like, you know, I wasn't, I did not have the idea that this man wanted to top. That is not the impression I got from him either when I bought the <laughs> he, had, he had bottom energy. He had, uh, had mad bottom energy. Yeah, yeah. Which is, you know, you don't, you you can never assume, but it, it is clockable. And yeah. You, can, I can I, clock a bottom from over 30 miles away. Yeah, I'm like George in Dimes. Yes. <laughs> or that classic, uh. Willem song based off of That Girl Is On Fire. That boy is a bottom. You know. Slap a bottom is bottom. Yeah, yeah. What what would you say are the overall qualities of, of the clockable bottom? <laughs> um, you know, I think there is a, uh, I mean, I think, I, I mean, I can't because I also feel bad because I have all, I always get clocked as a bottom. Yeah, uh, yeah. As I guess I am thin and effeminate. I, that's it. That's pretty much it. Is if you're thin and effeminate, you get clocked as a bottom. Yeah, but he wasn't thin or effeminate. It's just an aura. It's kind of like you just gotta feel it. It's in the air. You know, it's a vibration. Uh, yeah, like a, it's like a dousing rod. It's like you just gotta find the water. I gotta I find the watering hole. There are a lot of there are the masky bottom. Who shall cry for the masky bottom? You know, who will who shall represent the masky bottom? Is that T. S. Eliot? <laughs> yeah, I think that is. He, he was off. T.S. Eliot, right? Yeah, yeah uh, J. Alfred Proofrock was the original masky bottom. <laughs> yes, very much so. Ethan my dad on a called table. me one day. My dad called me up one day and he was like, Stephen, did you know T.S. Eliot was born in St. Louis? I was like, nope, I didn't. And he's like, yeah, and then he moved to England and became a citizen. 
was like, oh, I also didn't know that. And he was like, okay, bye. <laughs> dropping some T.S. Eliot facts on you. But I, I do like that because there are so there are so few Midwestern fops now. It's like back in the day, you could generate a fop from the Midwest, you know, a St. Louis or Chicago or like a Cincinnati was producing some high level fops. But I feel like they all moved to the coast, you know, eventually fop culture uh, found its way yeah. to the coastal elites. The coastal bifurcation and the hollowing out of the interior of the countries, it's, it's not that great of a thing. And COVID has actually kind of fixed that to a degree with the remote work. A lot of people move back into the interior because of the remote work stuff so. yeah now you can be a fop anywhere i, I get my fopping done on my own time seriously wait so most... do we have the answer to what the what's the matter with kansas is that they got rid of the fops they got yeah. rid of the fops they got the rid of the goddamn fops that's what's fops? the matter with like if you get rid of basically your economic engines which that's what they are because they're like i'm sorry those like people who dress up really really fancy make tend to make a lot of money because then they yeah. can afford the nice clothes and those nice clothes are just, expensive it's just business and economic sense to you want to keep them contained within the uh, city limits so that they continue to drive the growth uh i mean there's still fops in can isn't it in kansas city that's the home of that weird um like a yellow king like carcosa ball that ellie kemper attended when she and she was like do you know oh, this story? Oh, I know this story. It's, what do they call it? It's like this, and they're they were like they're shrouded. Yeah, it's it's yeah, like it's like, it, it's like Knights of the Mystic Veil or the shrouded yeah. the shrouded Queen of El Dorado, something like that. Uh, yeah, there was a true and on episode about that. It was yeah. Weird. I uh, Ellie, <laughs> uh, I I've tried to look it up on Google, and Google is just terrible now. <laughs> but some of these, some of this headline <laughs> immediately captured me because it says. Ellie Kemper isn't a KKK queen, but she benefits from racism. <laughs> very yeah. funny title. I love how Ellie Kemper just is Kimmy Schmidt. Yes. Uh, I also think it's funny how that show ages so much worse than 30 Rock. I, I, I watched both recently as a, wow, like uh, the Kimmy Schmidt show did not deal with the criticism leveled against it as deftly as 30 Rock did. And it's kind of the same John Hamm joke, if you think about it. Yeah. Because it's just like, oh, man, he's so handsome. But yeah. one, he's so handsome, he's dumb. And one, it's so handsome, he can be evil. Um, I but said also that, dumb. I said that I thought John Hamm was getting fat, and my wife got really mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's perfect and will always be perfect. That's That wasn't, that's not what she said. Okay, why, why was she, or she, she was criticizing you for body shaming John Hamm? Yeah, yeah. Well, John Hamm doesn't. It sounds like the name of sort of a rotund gentleman. It does, think, and honestly, I think he'd look good with some meat on his bones. You think he's too underweight? No, I don't think he's underweight. I just feel like he, I feel like he would look good in a cocaine bear phase. You know, yeah. uh, the hottest I ever found Don Draper on the show is when he's in depression mode and just eating boxes of Ritz crackers. Well, uh, <laughs> why? Because it made you think of Kierkegaard. <laughs> just yeah, maybe think of this. Is that what Kierkegaard, Kierkegaard ate? Kierkegaard, just if Ritz, Ritz crackers, crackers existed, he would have been like, "I am despairing, except for these delicious buttery salty crackers." Huh. My depression food is tuna fish sandwich. It's a pretty good depression food. Yeah, I I mean, what I will do is I will take anchovy paste. I will take a tube of anchovy paste and I will put it on a Ritz cracker, and that is my favorite snack in the world. I call them I call them special treats. 
Yeah, okay. When Alex and I used to share a bed, we had a very there were many rules of things he was not allowed to eat before bed. Yes. So anchovies were one, kimchi was another. Mm -hmm. And these were just like, I don't know, baby, you need to you need to lay on the couch for a couple hours before you come to bed because But you don't want nightmarish farts and nightmarish breath. You don't you don't like that. That's not you're not into great. It's not great. You don't like the stank. You know, this is why all the cocaine bears are going elsewhere because they got more stank. This is why they're rioting in the streets. Yeah, I I was uh, shunning your foppish behavior of eating kimchi at 1145 in the evening immediately before going to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) See, because, you know, they say you shouldn't eat before you go to sleep. But with kimchi. It gets all your systems running, you know, it, it gets the gear running. So it's like it's like you're awake and digesting something. Yeah, though, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm oversharing, but it is a hilarious story of like, it, even though that was always bad, there was he will never beat the worst thing I ever did by sharing a bed with Alex, which is I occasionally sleepwalk. And one time I got up and started sleepwalking and I thought I went to the bathroom and I just went on top of Alex and just started pissing on him while he was sleeping. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Alex and the most Alex way possible just slowly opens his eyes and just goes, oh, come on, man. Oh, man. Why? Come on. Oh, geez. Oh, no. <laughs> and I, mean, I like, woke up and I was like, I woke up halfway through and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> Did you, but you didn't stop, right? You just kept well, going. I mean, well, you can't, you know. You can't stop. <laughs> can't change a horse in midstreams, as they say. <laughs> it's like that. Uh, do you, did you ever remember seeing that old viral video of someone is pouring water on an asleep woman? And like they get like three good glugs and she's like drenched. And then she opens her eyes and just goes, hello. <laughs> and that, that's what it was like for me. <laughs> um, uh. But yeah, yeah that, that, that happened. The piss thing is in, you know, like about a year ago, two years ago, I'd say like everything on the apps was all feet. Everyone has discovered feet during COVID, and now everybody wants to get pissed on. Hmm. Well, piss play. It's just a trend. Like I was in a, I was in the only gay bar in Sarasota a few months ago, and I was in the bathroom, and this guy came up to me, and he started watching me pee, and he goes, "Can I give you ten bucks to watch you pee?" And then I was like, "Well, you're already watching me pee, so you might as well give me ten dollars." Yeah, and then did he? And he did. He gave me ten dollars. Nice. There you go. And I got a shot. That's what you do right after you pee. Yeah. What do they say? It's like it's better to ask uh, forgiveness than permission. I mean, he really went for that one. Hmm. Well, you know, it's. I feel like in in gay bars, it's a lot easier to uh, offer someone to pay to see their penis. I feel that's you know. Oh, for sure. But it's not like he asked me at the bar. I was already peeing. Like he Mm. was watching me pee. Yeah, he could have. He, I don't know. Yeah, he could have just been getting it for free. It for free. I was Maybe, at the urinal. But that's nice. You know, that's nice of him. He was feeling guilty. Look, man, I'm really enjoying watching you pee. I don't want to take advantage of you. Let me throw a couple bucks your way. Hey, you know what? His money's green. Mm-hmm. And so was my urine. Yes. Ooh. D- drinking too many monster energy drinks in Florida. Oh, drinking yeah. too many bang me that, energy that drinks. Ultra, oh, it's the, the zero sugar one gets me through the day. Really? You are you are an energy drink person now. Yeah, I have gone. I have kind of given up coffee and converted to energy drinks. It's better for my stomach. But I also mm. don't do caffeine till like I don't start my day with caffeine anymore. I oh, usually I, I do it your as stomach. I'm going to be annoying. I do it as pre-workout. I go for a run. <laughs> pre-workout monster is a very funny phrase. Doing my pre-workout monster. I put a little creatine in so it. So zero zero calories. 
Zero, uh, I think it's 10 calories, but it's zero sugar. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the white one is the best. Okay. And the pink one is the second best. And the blue okay. one is bad. Mm. I go on now, walks. And sometimes I have to pee because of, I've had too many cups of coffee. Mm. So maybe this will help me with the pee thing. No, it still makes you pee and it still makes you poop. Mm, mm. I think it's the caffeine that does that. It just well, doesn't that, give me the bubble guts in the same way. I it may it, it may be less liquid than four cups of coffee, but I don't know. It, maybe not. Yeah, they I also know. have the real, real big ones too. If you want to just really test your hypothesis, uh, I like the bubble guts. I like the feeling that there's like a, a poison swamp in my stomach that is churning. Alex, uh, do you make coffee and drink coffee every day? Not every day. It's it's bad. It's bad for my acid reflux. I have acid mm. reflux as bad as Ashley Simpson. And so for for the 20 year olds that listen to the show that don't get that reference. One time on SNL, Ashley Simpson, the sister of uh, other famed songster, Jessica Simpson, she was caught lip syncing and then she blamed it on her acid reflux. But I don't think anybody has thought of Ashley Simpson in a very long time. Yeah, she was different because she had dark hair. Yeah, she she wasn't blonde. She was she was like pseudo emo. Yeah, she could tell the difference between chicken and fish. Yes, unlike unlike her moronic sister Jessica Simpson. What's Jessica Simpson? Is she is she like really right wing or something? Or am I just imagining that? She's you know she's got that vibe. Yeah. But I, you, maybe we're just pigeoning, we're just bottom-holing her like we did with the thin, <laughs> effeminate people. You know, maybe she's actually got some progressive ideals. Sure, know, she maybe. could be like a Kristen Chenoweth type. Yeah. Is Kristen Chenoweth, is she, is she, uh, does she have good politics? I'm very She's concerned. like very Christian, but she's also very pro-LGBT. Yeah, that, I mean, I, lo- I love that type of person. Like Tammy Faye Baker, you know, that's, yeah. yeah. I rewatched that Tammy Faye Baker documentary. That's pretty good. That RuPaul narrates. <laughs> that's good. Uh, what 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 is that one is also called the Eyes of Tammy Faye, right? Yeah, well, that's what the the the, the movie was based off of that right. documentary. So I think World of Wonder actually was like on the production team of that movie. Yeah, well, she's and there's like very... another one. Like there's a sequel where it's all about her dying. Oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah, that's very sad. But she she's sort of like a almost a universally beloved figure even though jim baker is a huge crook and uh she largely wasn't responsible for that right she didn't know what jim baker was doing no she wasn't and like she really like kind of did like i mean she was like she was doing the whole like touching people with aids before diana did it oh yeah well yeah because she actually seemed to believe in that christian ideal of like you know you see that what you do unto the least of my brothers that you do unto me right I, I wouldn't yeah. mind Christians if they were more like that, if they were very helpful. Uh, well, I mean, but, you know, part of me, too, is wonder is like, you know, because they like just her. She has that kind of affectation that gay men really are gravitated to this kind of like tragic, over the top, quaffed lady. So mm-hmm. I think, it, you know, even if she didn't before, I mean, I think the only reason she was kind of able to bounce back was because she had that audience. Mm hmm. Well, good for the gays. Good for the gays for uh, rehabilitating a, a, f- a flamboyant woman, as we yeah. all want to do. Uh, continuing on this gay odyssey, I guess the odyssey was already pretty gay. What do you think yeah. they were doing on the boat? No, the, it's not. No, come on. 
Why are you saying the Odyssey? I'm going to translate. You know, you could talk that your dad is a classics professor. He he can tell you about. Yeah, oh, I removed yeah. all the references to sodomy from very the Odyssey. Sensitive, very sensitive topic. Very sensitive topic for him. The sodomy in the Odyssey? No, he's actually he was actually pretty frank about it. He was like, yeah, they were all pedophiles. Oh, sure, right. You know. Yeah, but I just there were no boys on the boat. That's why I don't think there was anything going on. Right. Well, yeah. they had to. That's Achilles was like, you leave them here. <laughs> you leave them with me. All right. Yeah. I mean, this joke is just for Steven's dad. But the thing is, is that there's way more sodomy in the Latimore translations than the green translations. I like the Latimore translation. OK. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Richmond Latimore's Iliad is way better. I don't know about his uh, his Odyssey, though. I haven't read that. I have it. I have it. Yeah, I mostly I I'm a, I mostly read the plays. I think I read that. Did Fitzgerald do an Odyssey? Someone named Fitzgerald. I'm surprised uh, he didn't fuck that Cyclops because that Cyclops uh, Cyclops was of course Polly. <laughs> yeah, that's a great Polyphemus joke. Polyphemus, man. <laughs> Excellent Polyphemus jokes about the Odyssey sodomy. Uh, oh man! Speaking of your own sodomy, Odyssey, Jay. <laughs> What, what what you you have a story that you wanted you you were waiting to tell me because it, it was especially bizarre foray into into your recent sexual escapades. Yeah, so you know a little context. So I uh, I don't know. I wasn't all, I didn't always have this toit bod, and so uh, the last couple of years I've been kind of I've been you know like go to, I like going to the nude beach in Toronto. Uh, one of the bathhouses in Montreal, I don't, I'm not a bathhouse guy, but they opened like a, a rooftop patio and I'm like, ah, oh, this is cool. I can be naked outside. I like that. So there is a bar in Toronto that has for years and years had a naked night, but it's at like 7 PM on a Thursday. And Toronto... <laughs> That's very early. Yeah. So I like Toronto has like bathhouses and it's in the gay village. Like there is no like there are plenty of opportunities to just go be naked and have sex with strangers. So I thought this was more like, you know, like a this is like a naked party. Like they'd be some music. Yeah, of course, people will be having sex. But like, you know, it's going to be more of a, you know, like a naked box social, if you will. <laughs> oh, have you heard about uh, have you heard the recent recording of Marla? Yes, I love it. Yeah, yeah. Nice penis. That's a great penis. You have there. Yeah. So first of all, the most interesting experience, one of the most interesting things was there was a clothing check. <laughs> there was a very small amount of space to disrobe, put all of your clothes in a garbage bag and hand them to somebody uh, like a coat check. Did they de-louse you? Did they like, fumigate you? Did they spray you with the hose? No, but like they wanted to. They were like, you can't have your bag. I'm like, where am I supposed to put my cards in my ass? <laughs> like my ass is not that tight. I can't hold my phone in there for too long. Also, I'm going to get pink eye if I do that. Yeah. But, but, hello, hello. Just rubbing your shit on your face while you're <laughs> next to So the the this place is definitely not what I thought it was going to be because there is absolutely zero music playing. <laughs> it is a completely <laughs> medialist room full of naked men not talking to each other. Okay. It's like the uh, it's like the uh, Simpsons episode where they have the dance and yeah. all the boys and all. And I was just like, oh, all these naked people are just silently staring at each other. And it's and they were like a lot of good looking guys there, but just no interaction. And then the bartender turns on the screens. And I don't know, maybe I'm a little crass, but I would assume there would be porn on these screens. Yeah, get you in the mood. No, it was almost famous on silence. <laughs> Uh, sure, Billy Crudup is is attractive, relatively. 
Yeah, and I'm trying to figure out how to navigate this place because I don't know. I went alone, so I'm kind of like, you know, I figured if there was some music, you could dance up to somebody, maybe meet someone. And now I'm just like standing at the bar awkwardly being like, oh, yeah, Jay Baruchel is in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Another you know, Jay. Yeah. Well, Jay <laughs> actually looks physically similar to Jay Baruchel. It's happened I have all often of been life. told, I used to work at a Starbucks and everyone would tell me I looked like Jay Baruchel. And then this one lady came in and said, oh, man, you really look like Justin Long. And I'm like, no, you're thinking of Jay Baruchel. And she's like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Jay Baruchel, what's happening to his movies? Why can't he get any, you know, why is there no big Jay Baruchel vehicle since this I is mean, the end? Yeah, tall Canadian Jews, you know, we all look alike. Uh, um, I, I saw this promo for Jay Baruchel on some weird Canadian equivalent to Last Comic Standing. And they did not use the best photo they possibly could have gotten for him. Like, every laugh line is on display in this photo in, like, full, crisp HD. Ooh. And your only comment is, man, Baruchel's getting a little old. <laughs> Time has passed. I bet Alicia yeah, I Cuthbert will, doesn't look this bad. I will give this to uh, this advice to all of the uh, your uh, more heterosexually leaning audience. Put the cream on your face. It mm -hmm. helps. The cream makes the face be less bad eventually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about applying creams. Um, I'm I'm using a glycerin-based cream. On your face? No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, on your penis. Um, yes, of okay. course. To keep it from a to to deageify. Yeah, well, that's that Bill Burr joke. It's like, why do you think your dick looks the same age, but you keep getting older? Yeah, because you're always jacking off with cream. You're moisturizing it. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm not. I'm dry. Uh, I'm fully dry. Yeah, you got to get your hyaluronic acid. You got to get your eye cream. You got to have your day cream, your night cream. But other, just just put your jerk off cream on your face. It'll do you some good straight boys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you forget that you're a wet creature. You are a creature of wetness. You are a creature of moisture. I noticed that my ankle skin was dry. You have any tips? Also cream. The yeah, cream. Yeah, it's the cream, is the, cream is the solution to all your problems. I like Eric more Clapton like, knew it. I like more like burning style creams, you know, like those creams that may give you a hot sensation. Oh, like Icy, Icy hot, hot or Tiger Bomb? Yeah. Yeah, like Tiger Bomb. Or yeah. I feel like Tiger Bomb could probably work. Just don't or, put that on your peener. Don't put it on your balls. That's the but, classic but, mistake but, everyone but makes. In the butt crack. No, I mean. Yeah. Put, putting Icy Hot in your butt crack. I got that lots of impressive. creams. They're mostly like fungal, antifungals. I mean, you know? I feel like the antifungal couldn't hurt. I love I love to do a antifungal all up in there, followed by hydrocortisone. Oh, nice! Oh, yeah. I think we've uh, gotten away from the awkward nude party with almost famous. Of the, <laughs> did anything happen? Were you conversing with dudes? Was okay, so there was. I was having a really hard time figuring out how communication works in this place because there was. It, it's kind of started like I don't know how else to explain it, but like. You know how like a, a the an electric tie rack works? Yes. Like a yeah. rotating conveyor belt. Yeah. So everyone was just kind of walking in that formation <laughs> during the loop and like looking at each other. And then like and and then I didn't like again, I don't know the codes of this place and I didn't like, I didn't get a cheat sheet. So I think the way people greeted each other was by grabbing each other's penises. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah. But it was like a, it was like a handshake kind of deal. Like it was very it was exceptionally unerotic. Like, was, kind of was like anyone holding. hard? Was it all soft? Where it was everyone soft? Oh, well, no, like this turned into a full, uh, like people were just having sex. Like okay. I was, I, I was ordering a beer at the bar and these guys were like fucking, like this guy was fucking this other guy, like doggy style on the bar, but he Bear kept back? leaving his back. 
Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. They had condoms and lube everywhere, but like I, those guys were doing a bareback. And the, the bottom kept losing balance. So he kept like <laughs> spilling my beer. So they kept like, and I'm like, okay, gentlemen, can you just please fuck at a 45 degree angle to the right, please? Because I don't. <laughs> So there was a lot of that going on. Yeah, it's funny to hear guys are fucking next to you, caught in sweaty ecstasy, and you're like, excuse me, excuse me. (laughs) Sir, sir, can you please move your balls, sir? (laughs) You know what you should have done to break the ice uh, with these people? You should have uh, mentioned Andor. You should have gone through the... (laughs) Right, I should have uh, gone through the entire uh, Mandalorian series. Yeah. Yeah, another curious thing is that, like, a lot of events, like, they, everybody was given glasses. Like, all the drinks were served in glass, which oh. I feel like is a bad call for multiple mm-hmm. reasons. Mm-hmm. First of all, nobody's wearing clothes. Yeah. And uh, we're, and second of all, there's not a lot of places to put your drink. So all these, and there's all these guys with, like, cold, frosty beers in their hands who are then trying to stretch out their dicks to make them look bigger, but their hands are cold from the cold, frosty dicks. <laughs> and this is everyone in the bar is having this issue. They're like, oh, man, I'm really enjoying this beer. Damn, I'm making my dick smaller. Oh, I'm really enjoying this beer. Damn, I'm making my dick smaller. I uh, know. Uh, they should have that's why they should only have a warm British bitter at this at this type of event. Or like cans, plastic cups, you know. Wait, was just... everyone barefoot as well? No, we were they were not barefoot. Thank oh, you. Oh, like, that is so fu- that makes it so much funnier because the funniest possible costume is shoes and socks and nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and the thing is, is because they weren't letting people bring their bags, so people's socks were like stuffed with their phones and like their credit cards and money and shit. <laughs> and so they were... again, I was wearing like running socks. I didn't know I needed to wear my fucking later hose to like bring enough like stuff with me. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's why we need to have uh, pouches. That's why we need to get surgical kangaroo pouches placed on us. Yeah, and so another interesting factor was the urinals. Uh, they had subway tile that looked out onto the rest of the nude party. So you could look into the bathroom, but you could also look out at the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, and I, 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 I got very little play because I didn't know how to initiate with anybody. Like I went and like I, I did the, apparently what was an absurd thing was go stand next to somebody I found attractive and try talking to them. <laughs> and they looked at me like I was like, no, we have to go to the conveyor belt and touch each other's dicks. This is how this works. Carousel, carousel. <laughs> yeah and then the word actually this is I, the person the last person i bought him for on august 19th 2019 was there and, <laughs> and i it was the only person i knew there and you know he started you know he you know sucking me off for a while but it was just kind of awkward because i was just like i already it was just i i whatever it's not the public sex it's the i don't know the rules to this game and i'm very naked right now Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he did that for a while and then he came up and then he just started talking to me about, he's like, oh yeah. So my brother just moved into me and oh, my mom, she bought like a really nice, she got a new dog. <laughs> yeah, casual conversation. While you're both casual nude. conversation. Just, we're both uh, nude uh, and people are fucking everywhere. <laughs> That's pretty good. So eventually yeah. the bottoming, you know, it paid off because you, you would have had an otherwise totally abject night. Had, I, don't know, had, I actually think it made it worse because I, I ended up like he kind of quartered me where I'm like, well, I don't really <laughs> care about your mom's new job, but I feel bad like because like if I just go, oh, it's a pretty small bar. So if I'm like, oh, I need to go do anything, he just like, you know, there's something about blowing somebody off when their dick is out that mm-hmm. it's just it feels wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know, poor, but also I was like, I really this is not why I came here. I came here to interact with basically anybody but you. 
Uh, well, it could have. It, it would be funny if it was like someone you knew from work you saw there. So, something. Uh, yeah, I mean, I do have a one of those stories too. But <laughs> okay, I, I, I'd like to hear that. And then, the, but the mad the, the the end of the story is around. So Toronto has a ridiculously early last call for their bars. So around 1.30, everyone is like scrambling to get their stuff at the clothing check. So there's just a bunch of naked people in line waiting to get their clothes back. And they're all these guys are panicking because they want to go to the bathhouse. And they're like, oh, man, we got to go to the bath. We got to go to the bath. I'm like, you're at one. Why didn't you just go there to begin with? You're like, oh, we got to leave this public sex joint to go have sex in another public sex joint. We yeah, you get there pronto. It's bar hopping, except you're 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 man hopping, I guess. Yeah, and then they, uh, the people at the clothing check thought they lost my clothes. <laughs> oh. That would be such a horrible situation. Yeah. I'm sorry, someone else took them. You're going to have to use our loners. And what? It's like a Tommy Bahama shirt and, and a fall. Like, it was a cold day out. It was like a, wear, like a winter coat kind of day, too. So I'm like, for, and he's like, well, sorry, bud. I don't have it. Like, I gave him my ticket. I'm like, what do you mean, sorry, bud? It's not like you left, I lost my jacket. I will get arrested if I leave this bar like this. <laughs> We lost your clothes. This is the one thing we didn't want to happen. <laughs> so eventually they found my clothes, but I was like, you have to give me somebody's clothes. Like, I can't walk out. Like, this is not an option. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so I eventually got my clothes back. But yeah, no, I uh, I used to, uh, I worked at a university and we had a person who came, like one of the, uh, a postdoc come to the university. And at the first, uh, you know, meeting where we were all greeting him, he kept inviting all of the other queer people to go to the bathhouse with him to go meet his old professor. <laughs> what? What? And I was like, I was like, I'm good. I'm all right. Thanks. And there was this other guy who's a little bit more meek. Uh, he's a, a a a no cocaine bear, if you will. Okay. Yeah. And he kept, and this guy kept like peer pressuring him. He's like, what? You don't want to like talk about academia naked with my old professor? And I'm like, he's like, no, I don't. I feel nervous. And he's like, no, you're a gay guy. This is a normal thing to do. I'm like, I don't think that is. This is a very British boarding school thing that you've got going here. Yeah. Well, yeah, he was French from France, so it's kind of the same thing. Say, yeah, same thing. Uh, oh no, it is yeah. very normal for us to go to boarding school and touching up. You know, very normal. You know, re- remember when Richard Dawkins said that shit, where he's like, oh, there's nothing wrong with little harmless touching up you know now i think that's the phrase that he used which was oh. uh so he was he was clearly molested by a teacher and then that's yeah. probably why he doesn't believe in god <laughs> <laughs> no but it seemed like he liked it it seems like he he because oh. that's you know that's part of just british boarding school you know well yeah what's that stephen fry joke it's like if you ever want the bully to stop beating you up you just say stop punching me i got an erection yeah yeah but uh, that wouldn't work at those these schools because they just start beating you up even more, but sensually this time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, just because you're a fop, you know, doesn't mean you're necessarily gay. But there are a lot of gay fops. You know, I'm not going to. Yeah, it's, a, it's the Quentin Crisp effect. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's uh, I mean, I as somebody, uh, you know who puts a lot of cream on his face, I tend to walk around in the summer with a lavender lace parasol, so no sun touches it. <laughs> so I've definitely embraced full fop. Uh, you know who is the most prominent heterosexual fop in the world? It's Donald Trump, of course. He is a fop, but in sort of the strange, crass way. I don't, is he a fop or is he a queen? I guess you're right. He's more mm, of a queen than a fop. I don't He's know. Because I feel like a fop has more, like, 
Uh, I don't know. There's more like he doesn't dress foppish. You know, he doesn't. It's more of his demeanor that's queeny. You yeah, know? yeah. I mm. I would also say maybe what uh, fops if he had seem an to ascot, have. He could yeah. be a fop. Fops have like a, a like a certain level of cultural appreciation that he doesn't. But I think you can be like he's he is a quintessential new um, neo American fop where his his artistic indulgences are are wrestling. And reality Are you calling television. Calling a nouveau riche, Alex. Uh, yes, he is. Well, he isn't nouveau riche. Even he's no. I, I mean, guess his, his dad made the money, so that, that is would be nouveau riche. You're right. He's he, he was he's not old money, but no, he, he's not. He's not a Getty. No, he's not, he doesn't have. He's not in that gruesome newsome uh, pact. <laughs> the gruesome newsome pact. Wait, what is that? <laughs> well, uh, Gavin Newsom is uh, married to Getty to have a career. Oh. Oh, Gavin, the the uh, California governor, the governor of California, Gruesome Newsom. Ah, Gruesome Newsom. That's what people call him. Uh, yeah. I don't, wait, what? What bad did he do? I'm not up on the Gavin Newsom tea. Not up on the Gavin Newsom hate train. I mean, I think. I mean, you could talk about California politics till the cows come home, but I think it really is just his sort of like ardent like careerism. Like I, when he became mayor of San Francisco, it was very clear this man was going to run for president. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just one of those people who's like, I'm the mayor of San Francisco. I'm going to marry a Getty. Now I have all the money in the world. I am the king of California. Yeah, he's got king of California vibes. I mean, I think it, um, he might take California into secession. He might secede and become king of California. I think that's his only option because, I mean, I think after Reagan, I don't think we're going to have another California yeah. president for a while. Also, literally no mayor has ever become a president. Is well, that that's true? a shame. I, I think. Can that. you think of it? I, I, I guess not. I maybe I'm wrong about that. No, Lincoln, I mean that sounds right. I just, I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm extrapolating. The no New York City mayor has ever become president. I'm sure there are presidents that had like mayorships early in their career or something. I mean, maybe Pete not. got so close. Pete got was almost there. <laughs> speaking, speaking of gay mishaps. Speaking, of wonderful mm-hmm. gay mishaps. Um, it is so fucking funny. That he took sec transpo as like, oh, yeah, this is just an easy job that'll bump me up in my career. Then all these massive highway and rail disasters are happening. Yeah, are, we, are we calling the whole Ohio thing a gay mishap? I feel it's like a gay, it's a gay mishap. This whole speaking, speaking of East Palestine, you know, we need I that feel like PVC. I just told a gay mishap story. <laughs> no, that PVC that is that is flowing into the air we need that for our dildos and our makeup our drag makeup you know so i think that would that's what all that pvc was going towards yeah i mean you know going back a little bit that uh tiger bomb story uh uh, you know and steven's butthole i uh, I was buying when i first (laughs) uh, before i spoke french better than i do i went to a a sex store where everybody only spoke french i was you know buying a pvc sex toy and the guy was trying, he was trying to be so helpful, but he didn't speak English. So he was trying to explain to me not to use the numbing lube that comes with it. Mm. And he's just like, no, loose butthole. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's so sweet, Pierre. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, hurt, hurt. He's like, hurt good, hurt good. <laughs> I like and he's that. Trying to- He's trying to explain that you don't want, like if you 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 should like feeling pain is something you should be able like if it hurts it's it's you shouldn't do it and numbing it is gonna break your butt. But he didn't know how to say that to me. But it's I like appreciated a, it, his trying. 
it's like in a fantasy story when it's like, wait, that old woman wasn't trying to hurt me. She was trying to warn me. <laughs> <laughs> you get the realization and then you encounter in your in your case, the numb, <laughs> the horrifyingly numb butthole. Uh, yeah, actually, it's same sex. I have a very messy friend that I made. Uh Actually, off a dating app, and then we went. He, I, we did not like. He did not send me a face pic. He just sent me a dick pic. I got over there, and he's like, "Uh, you want to just be friends?" And it just kind of what happened. Uh, we just kind of hung out. We we're like, "Oh, you want to? It's more. Let's just talk about musicals." Uh, but he has this great story about how he once did a bunch of GHB, rented a car to go buy a dildo. <laughs> Oh. Like, what? Li- where do? How do you need to rent a car? Was he living in a small town where you didn't have no, access? Like in to a del- different part of town, but like it wasn't like a like a go. It was like you, you, in Montreal, you can like they have those like they call it commune auto. Like you can just kind of like pick up a car for a couple hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we grabbed one of those, uh, drove it to the gay village to go buy a dildo, rear-ended somebody, <laughs> and then uh, was apparently so fucked up they refused to sell him the dildo because the people in the like in the sex store saw him rear end somebody and he's like oh man i just want the one with the suction cup and they're like no you're like you you crashed into a car we're not selling you this dildo (laughs) okay why what's the what's the reason what could what what possibly harm could befall i think their worry was that the cops were going to come and then go into their store and scare away their other customers Oh, so it was gonna the transaction would have taken too long. Wait, so yeah, rear ended guy, rear ended right in front of the store. Before exchanging insurance with the other guy, he's went. You know, it was a parked car. It was a parked car. Okay, so I think they saw the writing on the wall, but also like this person's a mess. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. What uh, selling a dildo to a guy on G? You might do crazy stuff with that dildo. We don't need our. We don't need. I mean, if I had been the if I had been the proprietor of the store, I'd been like, yeah, it costs it costs all the money you have. Thank you. Yeah, you. <laughs> yeah I mean, like, that would Bye. be the quickest way to get him out. Yeah. Yeah. This is the same guy who another time on GHB um, went. He set up a date with a guy, but he didn't. He forgot to ask his name, and because of the GHB, he forgot what the guy looked like. <laughs> and so he was. He and they agreed to meet in a subway station. So he just went to the subway station and just started asking people if he was his grinder date. <laughs> <laughs> And he uh, found him. Are you my grinder date? Oh, are you oh. my grind? Apparently, he was hot. But he was just That's like, cool. yeah, I don't. Re- I was just didn't remember his name or his face. And I was like, why would you go then? Man, I just I would take the L. But he took the D. So who? Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Go. You you are well. You know how 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 strung out have you been on G ever? You know. Yeah, I mean G is. I, I have yet to try G voluntarily. Ooh, that, that's that's a bad story. Yeah. Uh, but you got you. Nothing happened to you that night when you were roofied. But it nothing was still... happened to me. I'm just convinced it happened. And I'm like, the only reason I know nothing happened to me is because I have my Uber receipt. And I, I, I remember calling the Uber. And that's the last thing I remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, so not, I am also convinced the Uber driver took me home and put me to bed. Like, oh, took me nice. up to the, the, the I've almost said the floor of my a very high floor on a high rise. Mm hmm. Yeah. You live on like the eighty fifth floor. I live on the eighty fifth floor. Oh my! I am doing. I live in vertical snowpiercer. Mm. High rise. You be, live in high be, rise. It would be pretty yeah. neat to live on the eighty fifth floor of a building. I would want. I would want to have a fire pole installed to go all the way down. Ah, like uh, like Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Does Batman do that? Yeah. The uh, in the in the old Batman TV show, they used the fire pole to go to the Batcave. 
And it would also change. He would go in as Bruce Wayne and he would come in out as Batman. Down the fire. He would change clothes on a fire pole. So Bruce. he would go on the fire pole and they would be and then it would cut to the and then he would be coming down in his Batman suit. So he he somehow changes clothes while on a fire pole. Presumably yeah. there's like a bat suit that is like he could put his legs down into as he is descending the fire. Yeah. Pole. And there's and then eventually there was a second pole for Robin. Yes. Good old Burt Ward. A, a slightly smaller pole. Yes, yeah. a slightly smaller pole. Was, and that, but that girl never had the pole. She had a bookcase that rotated and had a secret transformation room in there. Because the pole would have been too phallic. It yeah. would have been too suggestive. Instead, she just yeah. has a has a oh, opening that you can get yeah, in. Yeah, she with. has a large opening. Yes. Large Only the boys <laughs> can ride the long phallic entity. No, you must have your yonic bookcase. <laughs> We're consigning you to these rules. Um I just know that if I went down on like one of those, uh, <laughs> I can picture it now where I'm sliding down an 85 floor pole and I just lose interest halfway and like my grip falters and then I'm just falling down, hitting the sides of the holes as I <laughs> go down, <laughs> careening around like a pinball, just pass it. And for some reason in my imagination, the pole goes through everyone's apartments. So yeah, it goes I, through their living rooms. Yeah. So, yeah, so but not even like a pinball, like a, with the chaos of Sonic. Like yes, from the Sega games, which <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Yeah, 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 just coming around, just cracking my neck on the sides of the holes, and you know, it, I think yeah. you know, has has a fireman ever sued for for a pole accident? Who would you sue then? You know, well, I mean, you wouldn't have to if you use creams on your thighs. That right. really had the yeah, this is creams. Yeah. Creams are the answer. The answer to everything. Absolutely, I'm on that wavelength, honestly. Like I've been because in the winter time with all the dry air, you do need to take care of your epidermis. And it's amazing you say that, Jay, because the past night, last night, I decided what my New Year's resolution was going to be. And it was taking care of the old epidermis, the largest <laughs> organ, as they say. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, mean, I have been such an evangelist for this. It is at the university I work at. There is a, a reputation for me explaining to women when they turn 25 that they need to start moisturizing their necks. You gotta uh, moisturize <laughs> everywhere. Moisturize but, your necks, but ladies. A lot of girls do their face, but they don't do the neck. You gotta, and that's, you gotta when, that's also, when you get the Nancy Pelosi neck. Yeah, you gotta apply sunscreen to your face and neck and any place yeah. that's exposed to the sun every day. I really, really want to go up to Nancy Pelosi's neck and grab it by both ends and go like this. <laughs> it wouldn't. It wouldn't make that sound. It would make that noise. It would make that exact noise. It would make that sound if you put moisture on it. For, yes. Moisturizer on it. Yeah. You lube that. You lose the lube those jowls up. Excellent point, Jay. A lot it, of people want head from Big Titty Pelosi. I want neck. Uh, give me neck. Pure, <laughs> pure neck. I'll suck yeah, your dick. No, Nancy. No, Nancy. There was something that cracked me up so much was Amber Frost talking about uh, Nancy Pelosi's plastic surgery. And the way she put it is, when you get plastics, that much plastic surgery when you're that old, it's like you could be 60 or 80. The only thing I can tell is that you can't have kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Good, uh, but I don't, I don't hear lots about Pelosi anymore, not since her husband got attacked. Well, uh, now that's a real uh, gay mishap. That is a real gay mishap. Wait, is her husband gay? No, that was the whole like the right wingers kept saying that the that the guy who they uh, that he brought in was like a call boy who went wrong. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh, and then they released all of the security footage. He was just a crazy person who hit him in the head with a hammer. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Dude, 
that old dude is resilient. Didn't he like crash a car six months earlier and then he got like hit in the head with that? Well, I don't know. But, like my 80 year old relatives are not that resilient. Yeah. Uh, Marvin Gaye wasn't that. Re- <laughs> I shouldn't have said. Oh, oh that's a, come on. Uh, I made myself sad with that one. That's a real gay mishap. Yeah, it was a gay mishap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, Marvin Gaye, of course, was brutally murdered by his father with a hammer. Wait, do I have that right? Was he murdered with it? Or no, his father shot him. His father shot him. Oh, yeah, I don't think the hammer part. Is... Who was murdered with a hammer? I'm thinking, I'm trying to think of a very famous hammer murder. Trotsky. The ice pick. That was an ice pick. Ice pick. Oh, shit. You know um, it from the song? I only know that from No More Heroes by the Stranglers. Um, I know that yeah. from the Frida Kahlo movie, Frida. Ooh. Uh, he, a... That's how I found out he fucked Frida Kahlo. Really? I see. Yeah, I didn't they, know that. Because her and, uh, what's his name, the muralist, her partner, uh, they were hiding him in Mexico. That is a, uh, I, I like that movie. It's Julie Taymor, who has a very erratic, uh, hit, uh, like, a very hit or miss when it comes yeah, to her uh, And it was Selma Hayek and the guy who played Dr. Octopus. Yeah, Alfred Molina. Mm. Alfred Molina. Great yeah. Molina performance. He was Diego Rivera. Diego Rivera, yeah. Um, her Titus, did you ever see her Titus Andronicus? Julie Tamer's Titus Andronicus? I did see her Titus Andronicus. That was an extra movie. I mean, it is. You can't do a low-key Titus Andronicus. Yeah, it's fair. the most violent Shakespeare play and one of the most violent things ever written. <laughs> Still. Yeah. You know? And especially it's funny. because like, none of the violence really happens on stage for much, much of the like Shakespeare stuff. It's more like, Okay, I'm going to go off stage right now. Oops, I'm dead. Yeah. Oh, your hands got chopped off. Your hands and tongue got chopped off, and now they're replaced with twigs. You've got... yeah. I, yeah. Exit stage right, you know, followed by a cocaine bear. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Titus Andronicus, the cocaine bear of Shakespeare plays. He well, invented the, the phrase. Tale, but... He actually uh, invented right. that <laughs> phrase. Oh, yeah, oh, you're right. He invented eyeballs and cocaine bear, yeah. Yeah, and, and the word spoon. Right. And the act of physically spooning your partner. Yeah, he invented that. He invented actually, it. speaking of spooning, I actually just revealed this to my partner the other day, which is that when I lost my bottom virginity, the thing that I had in the background was not American Dad, but the rejected cartoons. And literally, <laughs> the first time I had a penis in my butthole, it was the my spoon is too big, my anus is bleeding sketch. <laughs> my spoon is too big. Yeah. My anus is bleeding. Just getting sodomized. It was very, you know, I didn't get caught by my parents, but I, I will never forget that. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to forget. Uh, yeah, it, putting on TV in the background of sex is a very funny thing. Like you, you'd think you'd want to put on music or, you know. Yeah, music makes more sense because I, I don't know. I get distracted easily during sex. Yeah. Like, if I get bored or distracted, I'm, like, out. Like, I know some guys are like, I got a nut. But sometimes I'm just like, I don't know. I kind of lost my train of thought. Want to <laughs> eat some sandwiches? <laughs> I mean, what kind of sandwiches are you talking here? Oh, man, I've been crazy. on. So I've, I've been crazy on the bread-making train, and now mm-hmm. I'm making my own deli meats. Mm. What? Yeah, because I went to, again, this fucking Loblaw shit. I went to go, I was... I made a bunch of like sandwich rolls and I went to the grocery to go get some sandwich mm-hmm. meat. Mm-hmm. And I went to the deli person. I said, can I have, you know, uh, 300 grams of the dent? And uh, they were like, and they handed me my turkey. And it, for 300 grams, it was like $17. Ugh. Ugh. 
<laughs> so I just bought some turkey breast and I cured it with salt, sugar, and MSG for a couple days. And I sliced it real nice. I got a cold, real cold, sliced it on my mandolin to get like really nice thin mm-hmm. shavings. Do you mm-hmm. cook and it first or you just cure it? No, I cured it and then I uh, poached it uh, sous vide for uh, like for like an hour and uh, two cool. hours okay. at 150 degrees. Got it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and seasoned it up and then I just uh, sliced it in and uh, now I've got so much titty. And that, co- that titty cost me $7. $7 and that was like titty. 800 grams of titty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Eating that turkey titty all over. Yeah, what if, what if uh, you don't have a sous vide? What could you do? Uh, roast it. Or po- do you maybe just poach it? Like, yeah, you could just. I mean, I, the thing is, I wouldn't like. The thing about sous vide is that the water never touches the chicken, so I feel mm-hmm. like boiled chicken is not really what anybody wants. I would probably roast it at okay. that case, but you okay. could. I mean, you could always boil chicken. You could be like my Soviet grandparents. I think the British uh, enjoy boiled meats. Yeah, I've heard this. I've heard, I'm, I try to subscribe to these like Twitter uh, bots with like British crazy awful British food. And I see, like, you know, they're like, I made my, my chicken plate. And it's like a the, the whitest piece of chicken meat with <laughs> no sauce or anything. <laughs> what a, how did they take over the world? Are you saying you don't like pay wet? You don't like pay wet? Okay, so pay wet is just the juice, the wetness that is in their green peas that they yeah. have. And... um I, I do like that. I would love to go to the northern part of England and experience that. Uh, so they I just th- drink the juice off the peas. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's like pay, pea. pay wet. It's, yeah, it's it's like a pea. it's a garnish for them. It's the wet from the peas. That's how okay. I describe <laughs> it. Um, I have an answer to how I think the British took over the world because um, it's that whimsy. It's that like whimsical thing. You know, it, it it's that uh, you, you couldn't possibly take them seriously, so you didn't even know. They were slaughtering you. You were just, oh, look at these fucking weirdos. Look at these fops. Look at these goddamn fops. They can't do a thing. They're fops. And But then it turned out they are the most uniquely murderous people on Earth. Yeah, they just saw the Indian subcontinent just saw them and they just saw a yellow submarine. And then they were like, oh, this will be fine. <laughs> and then the noises of slaughter and you know destruction in the background. Uh, bad country. I, I also, I, but it's that the, the phenomena, you, everyone's read the Hitchhiker's Guide books. Everyone's read, but they have that uh, thing in the Hitchhiker's Guide about the planet Cricket, which is supposed to be England. And the planet of Cricket is entirely covered by clouds. They can't see space. And so they become a spacefaring, uh, uh, species eventually, and they send out a rocket, and they see the majesty of space, the beauty and the grandeur of everything, and how small they really are, and their first response is, well, it'll have to go. You know, and that's, I think, <laughs> that's the British attitude right there. It's, you need your small, insular, little fantasy world that is entirely covered by clouds that you have dominion over. You know, that it's it's that sort of I think it is also because it's overcast all the time and you're constantly depressed. You There is that consistent descent into fantasy that is still very popular in English culture. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a more simplistic way to answer that, which is just that England sucks, so they had to get other places that were better. <laughs> yeah. I, like, they learned it from the Vikings. you would think they would give up the bad food, you know? Like, if the, like the whole argument is like, we had to invade the subcontinent so we could have flavor. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, they brought the flavor over, but they also have the... You know, pea sweat. Pe- pe- they, didn't pe- get, they didn't give up, they didn't give up the pea sweat. Yeah. They were just like, they want like the pea sweat on the side of their curry. 
Well, we got yeah. chicken tikka masala out of it, which is pretty good. Yeah. Chicken tikka masala is okay. I mean, they also eat this thing. They do this um, uh, thing called a buddy, a butty. A butty, oh, a, a, chip a, a, butty? Chip butty? a chip butty, and that's just like French fries in a roll, in a sandwich roll. Yeah, Got to be honest, that sounds pretty good to me. And they uh. eat it dry, no. Sauce. Oh, f- no gravy! Like that's a sandwich that is made for gravy. They don't even put gravy on that shit. But that's they also put, like a child's food. Like that's what give a like, autistic child. To yeah. Eat. Another thing they'll do is like they'll have like a I think like they'll take like a Jamaican patty mm-hmm. style thing, like yeah. a mince pie of some kind. It, like the only we the only meat pies we have here are like the Jamaican meat pies, but they have their own meat pies, and they'll put two pieces of bread in between that, or put that in between two pieces of bread. I, I yeah, wonder, I mean, isn't that a double? Don't they do that here, Alex, or don't they do that in uh, Toronto? Uh, I doubles or is are, it double two Jamaican beef patties with something in between them? No, doubles are a different thing entirely. It's sort of yeah. like a samosa like uh, Caribbean snack. I think. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm mixing up my Caribbean snacks. Well, yeah. I'm I'm into the food. I'm into the bad food. I kind of like it. Um, I mean, a meat pie. I've got nothing wrong with that. I live in the land of tortillas, but they put uh, ketchup on theirs here. It's weird. No, doubles are really good. Actually, doubles is a it's a Trinidadian snack, and it's uh, it's two barras, flat fried dough, and filled with curry chana, which is yeah. chickpeas and various chutneys. It's it's actually delicious. I've had I've had quite a few doubles. When I lived in Kingston, there was like. Two Caribbean restaurants, and one of them was a Trinidadian restaurant. And they made how many? How many would you say you've had total in my life? Yeah, I I don't know how many doubles I've had in my life. How many would you? Can you try to make an estimate? I, probably like seven. If I were to, the, the, you I gotta had, get these I, numbers up. We gotta get these nummies up, my friend. Doubles, yeah, numbers. but I mean, we Alex and I have fucked up quite a few uh, rotis in our time. Uh, that was a go-to for a while. Yeah. Ooh, okay, now I, I want roti. Here's some homework. Next time we meet. Because we're nearing the end. Next time we eat, I want how many? I want the number, the actual number, how many hamburgers you've had in your entire life. Okay, I think oh, I could estimate. Uh, that's it was, easy. I have never thousands. had a McDonald's hamburger in my life. I didn't say McDonald's. No, but that's it's very. I'm not a big burger guy. I've, I went my entire childhood without having a McDonald's hamburger. Well, you are gonna you you will have an easier task. Yeah. Because I've been yeah. having hamburgers for a long time, so I'm gonna have to really reach back into my memory hole. And try to come up with every day, every, you know, figure it out. Yeah. So you're, you're saying gonna... if I'm watching porn and I hear Bob's Burger in the background, I have to assume it's your amateur porn that you're doing? Yeah. Burger counting. Yeah. Any burger <laughs> lifestyle, you know. Burger it, fap. Yeah. That burger show with Alvin Kylan. Or, oh, you, know, yeah. you know, that guy. I watched it for a while, but I don't think they're making new episodes. Yeah. He's got a lot of pee sweat on him. Yeah. A lot of piss, piss sweat. <laughs> It's the sweat from the pay. The sweat from the pay. <laughs> Jay, do you have any plugs you want to plug? No, I mean, I guess I'm going to keep up this weird thing where I remain weirdly anonymous for absolutely no reason every time I come on the show. Me too. Yeah. yeah, we're all sort of partially anonymous, at least. Like, you could figure out who I am, but I've made it slightly well, more difficult. Alex has self-doxed a bunch of times. He's yeah. been like, the, the park named this across the street from where I live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just uh sorry, I was just reading my postal code off this piece of mail for some reason out loud. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, here's a Oh yeah, you know my social security number is such an interesting number. <laughs> so is my IP address. Oh, well, yeah, so I, I guess I'll... I have everyone's IP address. It's that's not important. You can't do anything with that. Yeah, especially cuz I've got my Vipin. Your Fitbit? Mm. My my VPN. Vipin. Oh, your my VPN. Vipin. Yes. 
Damn. Because I need God, to yeah. I need to be in Brazil to watch Drag Race. I don't have your IP address then. Dang. No, you've got someone in Brazil's IP address. Yeah, well, thanks for listening to the show this week. Uh, head on over to houseofdecline.com to check out all our comics. That There's a lot of free ones up. There's three comic series up on houseofdecline.com slash comics. You can check out everything Alex has made. You can check out all our podcast episodes there as well and listen in next week all right bye bye bye